Welcome to KAW Radio. Broadcast every Thursday via Spreaker.com, we bring to you the latest news and information on Kick-Ass Wrestling, the zenith of British underground wrestling since 2008. Hello everyone, it's another week, another Thursday, and we are officially on the go home. Uh, home stretch, as it were, to the final stop 2018 part, duh. This is episode 19 of series 6 of KW Radio. I'm your host, David Lovell, and I've got a couple of technical hitches at the moment, so I'm going to play some music. So, uh, back in a couple of minutes, we'll be back with the show.
and there we go. We're back on. It's uh, episode 19 of Series 6 of KW Radio. Welcome once again. I'm your host, David Lovell. That was Daft Punk on Robot Rock to uh, get us in the mood for this go-home edition, uh, as it were, because part deux of the final stop 2018 takes place this Saturday from St. Mary's Church Hall in uh, lovely Shadwell in the heart of the east end of London, literally pissing distance from Cable Street, you know, a place with a lot of, you get the idea, a lot of history, all that kind of shit. Uh, Yeah, it's probably, uh, as far as history buffs and stuff like that is concerned, it's probably one of the most plum places for an underground wrestling promotion like ourselves to have a venue. Um, And, of course... St Mary's Church Hall has been on and off our home away from home for the last three years, as a matter of fact. And um, we are on the anniversary, almost, the third anniversary, um, on September 29th. Because, of course, KAW10 uh, is is happening, and I am really excited for that. I mean, okay, I will confess, some of the... Uh, more, let's just say, some of the trickier parts of the uh, equation as far as talent that I wanted there, uh, people that I wanted there, hasn't quite gone through, but I'm not disappointed because, you know, we've reached out to a couple of people who were, you know, around in the early days and... All they can commit to, quite frankly, at this point in time, is maybe because it's been that long. Uh, but we'll keep you posted. If there is any news on that kind of thing, we'll uh, let you know. But uh, be that as it may, taking a look at the final stop, 2018, um, part two. It's shaping up to be, I think, one of the stronger cards that we have witnessed, as a matter of fact. And uh, I've just noticed some breaking news in regards to a future show that I'm going to, which I will talk about later on. Uh, Of course, I'll talk about uh, my week, as it were. And, uh, holy shit. Yep. That's going to be interesting. Let's just say that. Um, But uh, be that as it may... um, I'll talk about that later on. But for the meantime, uh, we have caught, as mentioned, part two of the final stop 2018. Um, later on, I'll talk about my hell week on the horizon. Bear with me. Uh, I could literally... I'll probably end up dying just looking at the damn thing again. Looking at that whole schedule. But uh, we'll focus on this weekend. We'll focus on Thursday. Well, Thursday, 23rd of August, as it is today. Focus on the next couple of days, because uh, from the 26th it gets mental. Okay, so we've got our main event set, 100% set for the final stop part two. As Chaos, the kick-ass wrestling undisputed champion, makes his first defense of the championship against uh, the former champion Drayton Gray. Gray, of course, had to vacate the title um, at Carpe Diem due to injury. Um... And Chaos won the vacant championship on that day in June. So Chaos um, has to take on the former champion in a British Rules match. And why not? Because, 
you know the final stop has been traditionally where we put fine uh, put the um, British rules matchups on the card, and some of them have been absolutely amazing. Um, you could argue the one of the matches of the decade, as it were, was Mr. Danger versus Jack Slane from 2012. You could also argue that um, Blaze versus Ace uh, from 2014 was was mental as well. Um, there was some controversy in the uh, British Rules matchups in 2013-2015. That was um, D.L. Hicks versus Xavier James and uh, Psycho Yank versus The Spokesman. But uh, nonetheless, they were compelling in and of themselves. Um, but, of course, we had one British Rules match already, i.e. a matchup split into rounds, although that was only one fall uh, rather than two out of three, which is uh, taking place... Uh, this Saturday, Tyson Snow, of course, beat Party Time Pete by a single fall in the fifth round of that champion versus champion matchup back on the 4th of August, uh, or 3rd of August, excuse me. Um, but uh, uh, the reason being is that part two of the final stop was moved three weeks because of the weather. Um, I mean, taking a look at the forecast at the moment in Stepney, it's uh, for Saturday, it's 20 degrees and partly cloudy. Um, so that's a contrast from 34 degrees in Stepney on the 4th of August um, with um, wall-to-wall sunshine and extremely high humidity. So yeah, to be honest, I think we kind of lucked out as far as the weather's concerned for once. Um, But to be honest, um, sometimes you just need that bit of luck as far as... uh, you get the idea as far as uh, the weather's concerned especially back in the day when we were in Stratford all our shows were outside so we really did have to hope for the best when it came to weather Um, I've mentioned a couple of times how uh, yeah I've mentioned a couple of times how uh, for example the first British style was moved from Easter Saturday to Easter Monday uh, in 2009. Uh, We had a house show on that Saturday afternoon because the weather did clear up after a really bad storm. But um, at that point in time, it was all about testing the new ring that we had erected in the KAW arena. So uh, we we did that. And then on Monday, we had the British-style tournament. Everyone was there, uh, thankfully. Um, But... uh, the inclement weather affects you more outdoors than it does indoors, but even then, I think this is the first time really that we've had... I mean, I've only cancelled or postponed a handful of shows in my underground wrestling promoting career. Um, only a handful at best, and it's pretty impressive, as a matter of fact. Um, and most of them, I think, have taken place actually this year, because obviously we had to postpone our lowest off show... Uh, which was scheduled for July 20th. Um, As a result, uh, we haven't yet to nail down a a 100% uh, confirmed uh, return date, but Mr. Danger is keen to get that in the calendar as quickly as he humanly can. If if he can, then great. If uh, we can't, then that's unfortunate, but sometimes you have to deal with the realities, I suppose. But... uh, Chaos versus Drake Grey. That is a hell 
of a um, main event for the final stop 2018. Chaos, of course, you know, he's in a, the midst of a renaissance in kick-ass wrestling um, since returning November 2016. He's now the undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion. He's had some really incredible matches over the last 18, uh, about, yeah, it's over 18 months, as a matter of fact. Um, and uh, so he's def- desperate to keep that championship by any means necessary and can't blame him to be perfectly honest um but Drayton Gray he's a man that seemingly has somehow by hook or crook emancipated himself from the administration he is pretty much his own man now um and as a result this is going to be a very compelling main event um simply because of the well let's just say you know the motivations of both men they want to be champion they want to remain champion they want to go into KW10 as champion it's going to be a barn burner quite frankly I think I've you know there there isn't enough hyperbole let's just say that (laughs) okay so let's take a look at the next matchup and it's a big one because we've got a four-way contest for the international championship. Tyson Snow has his first defense of the championship against two former international champions and a man who many people say is going to be the international champion come the end of 2018. And the, the, the challengers alone, holy shit, that's, a, that's fixing to be good. So, we've got um, Tyson defending the... Uh, International title against Kawhi Kid, former international champion and 2018 British style tournament winner, against Belial, former two-time international champion and 2017 British style tournament winner, and Jimmy Suzuki, who has yet to win championship gold in Kick-Ass Wrestling, but he is a former Shot of Glory Scramble winner. As a matter of fact, he won the Scramble in 2017, and well, this is a perfect opportunity I think for all three of those challengers to walk into KAW 10 with the international championship now we're currently in the process of matchmaking uh, as far as KAW 10 is concerned we've got a huge international championship matchup in mind so whoever walks into um, the September weekend with the championship we've got some plans for them and they are fixing to be big uh, match number three and match number four interlinked because they are pick the poison matches for uh, for members of the Tiger Movement. The first matchup pits Miss Tigress against DL Hicks, picked by Big Ass Tiger. Um, Tigress, of course, is the first lady of the, the the former first lady of the Tiger Movement. She's pretty much been our the premier female competitor. Um, with Rogue being dogged by injury in the last couple of years. As a matter of fact, Rogue took a whole year out, if you recall, because of um, injury. Um, Tigress has pretty much been the alpha female of kick-ass wrestling. And many people argue that she has done it on her own. But if you're not a Miss Tigress fan, she did it by stepping on the toes of her erstwhile tag team partner Big Ass Tiger and many people argued that's where 
we've got this big feud with uh, the Tiger movement. That's how it manifested itself, and that's why Tigress attacked Tiger at November Payne last year. Well, I can confirm that uh, the first matchup announced for KAW10 will pit Big Ass Tiger against Miss Tigress against each other in a jungle fight. And, well, a jungle fight is a jungle fight. Anything goes, no disqualifications, no countouts, no rules. It's going to be a fight to the finish. So that's your first, uh, I think your first uh, properly announced matchup for KAW10. Um, that will take place on day one on Friday the 28th of September at KAW House in Stepney. And Big Ass Tiger on the other hand, he goes one on one with an old rival of his in Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Champion and one third of Essex Strong Style, Horsemeat. Um, now, Tiger... Uh, of course, has not had a shred of luck since the Tiger Movement split. Not the best win-loss record. The fans have started turning on him in favour of Tigress. Tiger is pretty much at the end of his tether. And if Horsemeat can defeat Tiger here, that would put him in such bad stead going into KW10 and that jungle fight. Because, let's be honest, if you've seen Tiger's temper... And very few people outside of Kick-Ass Wrestling have. Well, you will really, really appreciate the Tiger spirit, as it were, coming through. And we've got a phone call already. Jesus Christ. And uh, <laughs> don't worry, I've got someone else answering it. So it's... Uh, no, no, me. It's probably it's probably Chaos, actually. No, uh, I, I, t I say that because um, Chaos actually uh, contacted me earlier on today to confirm that he was on his way tomorrow afternoon for, uh, obviously, a big title defence for him. But uh, in all seriousness, looking at the Tiger Movement situation, they have got probably their toughest tests to date. Um, because Horsemeat and Big Ass Tiger, like I said, have had a big rivalry over the years. Tiger took the World Heavyweight Championship from Horsemeat. Um, Horsemeat has taken on Tiger in numerous guises over the years and you know that could be quite the physical matchup Tigress on the other hand I think may actually have not just the biggest test of her career but the biggest test of her life as she takes on the cornerstone of the administration in DL Hicks um, and the reason I say that is simply because Hicks is a former six time champion in kick a six-time heavyweight champion of the world in kick-ass wrestling, a former five-time world champion and a former uh, kick-ass wrestling undisputed champion. So, to say the very least, Hicks has got to be arguably the toughest test that Tigress has ever had. Um, as a matter of fact, it was... I'm drawing a blank exactly. I'm going to have to pull this up, as a matter of fact, just to make sure I've got the the right date, as a matter of fact... But it was in 2017, I want to say, when Tigress... I'm just trying to work this out, as a matter of fact, so do bear with me. Great radio here on episode 19, series 6 of Kick-Ass Wrestling Radio. Um, but you know, I've, I've always been like that because uh, because of reasons. Mainly because this, this PC that I use to record uh, KW Radio is 
you know, it does suck an absolute bag of dick sometimes. Um, no, but in, in all seriousness, Tigress has faced D.L. Hicks once, but it was in a handicap match. And um, I always get confused who Tigress's tag team partner was. I think it could very well have been Naughty Bear. So, uh, actually, come to think of it, Naughty Bear does ring a bell. Um, and I think that may have been at British Style 2017, as a matter of fact. Um, I'm trying to actually pull up the videos, because I actually have the synopsis there. <laughs> Let's take a look. Uh, I just realised I've inadvertently pulled up the 2015 playlist. Um, that was definitely not uh, D.L. Hicks in the main event of that show. It was, um, as a matter of fact, the Psycho Yank defending the uh, Undisputed title against Mark West. That was uh, the uh, 2015... Uh, what was the word? Main event of British Style in 2015. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you can tell I'm completely... Yeah, you can tell... Yeah, you can tell I'm completely uh, drawing a blank. Again, it's a it's, it's trying to pull up the the show in question. It may have been British Style Nine. Let's take a quick look, actually, because uh, in that weekend, I want to say D.L. Hicks wrestled Jimmy Suzuki and Chaos in the uh, main event, turning on the style, which was the night before, and successfully defended the undisputed title. So uh, let's take a look. Uh, hey, wouldn't you know who won the pony? A handicap match for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. D.L. Hicks defending against Miss Tigress and Naughty Bear in a handicap match. 6th of May 2017, British Style 9. Yes, yeah, so uh, Tigress has had an opportunity at the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship and has wrestled D.L. Hicks. But it was in a handicap situation where Naughty Bear was almost like the White Knight for Tigress. If you watch that matchup carefully you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So, with that being said, Tigress is on her own here. She doesn't have anyone to defend herself. You know, to, so, to say the least, this is going to be a very interesting test of her her skill, of her character, of her heart, quite frankly. It's going to test Tigress's fighting spirit. And Tigress is a great, you know, great competitor who can fight from underneath and D.L. Hicks is in that case such a complimentary opponent for her but we'll see this Saturday is going to be very very interesting moving on because um, we do have three more matches I think to talk about <laughs> as a matter of fact we've got four more shit so we, we mentioned four but one to four minute warning match for the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore Championship. Now, this was booked by Liam Stevens. Now, I don't know whether it was to do a favour to an old geezer friend of his, or to give Party Time Pete a bit of a headache, because Pete is a fighting hardcore champion. Now, in this four-minute warning match, Stevens has booked the Dark Soul against Party Time Pete. Pete, of course, five years ago, lost the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship to the Dark Soul, in a 30-minute Ironman match. Well, technically, didn't lose it in the Ironman match. He lost it uh, after the two of them went to a curfew time limit draw in a three-stages-of-hell match, 
which then necessitated the title to be held up and put on the line the next day in the 30-minute Ironman match, which the Dark Soul won. So you get the idea. It was uh, the Dark Soul who cost Pi Time Pete his opportunity to be the longest reigning kick-ass wrestling world heavyweight champion in history. So there's been some residual um, bitterness, I suppose, resentment on the part of Pi Time Pete. So Stevens, obviously when booking this um, hardcore title bout, knew that. But also, at the same time, this stipulation's quite important. Because if Party Time Pete wins the bout or goes to the time limit, the hardcore division is on a moratorium until KW10. Basically, Liam Stevens has said, once Pete wins the, the uh, match and defends the title, he will be unable to defend it and any challengers will be unable to challenge for it until KW10. The 24-7 rule would also be suspended as a result. So basically, this is where many people are wondering whether is Party Time Pete back in cahoots with Liam Stevens? Well, the short answer is probably no, because Stevens is probably doing this just to have just to mess with his former geezer, who is now, of course, uh, the leader, for lack of a better expression, of Essex Strong Style. But Pete and the Dark Soul, I'm sure they'll fit more into four minutes what they could into 30 back in 2013. Um, I mean, Pete is now five years older. Uh, the Dark Soul is a grizzled veteran of, you know, 17 years now. It's going to be a very interesting matchup for the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore Championship. We've got a special challenge, one full 15 minute time limit between the Irish Assassin number 3, uh, the new newest of the uh, bunch, the cousin from County Cork, uh, as he squares off against the Psycho Yank. I've noticed IA3 has actually started to become a little more anglicised in his accent, but uh, he did get hit in the, in the uh, jaw by Miss Tigress um, in their British style qualifying matchup, I believe that was at April Dawes. Um, that uh, kind of knocked his jaw a little bit uh, sideways and uh, well, I don't know what's going on to be perfectly honest but <laughs> IA3 has got a very tough test as a matter of fact he challenged the Psycho Yank the former undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion to a match and Psycho since accepted so it's very interesting to see whether Yank is going to breeze past um, the IA3 or will I, will, will IA3 get the victory? Because I, since he debuted back in March, IA3, I don't believe, has won a match, um, as a matter of fact. So this could be an interesting match indeed, because, well, someone with a losing streak, they sometimes have nothing left to lose, and they pull out the win. But the Psycho Yank is a crafty veteran, and he's a man who has won the right to face anyone he wants at KW10, and he said that he needed to make a trip to the Asylum, which has got the Kick-Ass Wrestling Universe buzzing at the possible reunion of his Gotham Vice tag team with his old pal Joker. Um, but we'll see how that all transpires as well going forward uh, on future episodes of KAW Radio. Um, also, we've got a one full 10-minute time limit contest as the other half of the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Champion Xavier James squares off with Mr. Deadpool Travis Lee Allen from the Kick-Ass Wrestling Academy. Um, James uh, 
is a fighter as well. Um, the World Tag Team titles are not on the line at the final stop of part deux. But suffice to say, uh, James is always keen for combat. Uh, he was one of the few competitors who didn't complain about the, uh, let's just say, nuclear heat on show number one. He wrestled, of course, on the third. So he will give Travis Lee Allen, who debuted this time last year, as a matter of fact, the opportunity to perhaps earn himself a spot on the card for KAW10. Um, because, to say the least, it would be a pretty cool story for Mr. Deadpool to get a shot um, on that big card in September. Uh, of course, the granddaddy of all British underground wrestling is uh, a card that, uh, you know, is a, is, a, is, a, is a show that everyone wants to get on, but only so many people can. And uh, Mr. Deadpool, Travis Lee Allen, is certainly one of those guys. And then finally, oh Christ, that Cuban pain in the arse is back. As Ultraman Cuban Peter um, issues his open challenge to anyone willing to take on the self-proclaimed Abanero legend. Abanero is the demonym for someone from Havana, of course. Uh, if you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, yeah, Cuban Peter, of course, debuted at the ninth anniversary uh, as Liam Stevens' lackey, for lack of a better expression. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, interesting again. It's going to be either interesting or very irritating seeing Travis, uh, seeing, uh, Cuban Peter. Uh, well, it'll be great to see Travis Lee Allen in action, but, uh, Cuban Peter, mm, not so much. <laughs> he does great on you a little bit. Although, uh, the only vic he has managed to pick up a victory and that was against Xavier James. If I uh, no, it was against Blaze, excuse me. Um... Uh, I'm trying to remember when I'm drawing a fucking blank. I think that may have been uh, Carpe Diem or turning on the style. I, mean, I haven't got any results from the past couple of months on my uh, in my notes, so uh, I'll ignore that. But yeah, that's the card, and also I will hopefully announce some more matches for KW10. The one that we've given you on this edition of KW Radio is, of course, the Jungle Fight. Between Miss Tigress and Big Ass Tiger has been confirmed. Right, I'm going to put some music on because I need another. I need a piss. Um, I'm going to start playing some more on my anniversary themes playlist. This is "We Made It" by Buster Rhymes featuring Linkin Park, and it was the theme of the second anniversary. It's the only anniversary to have taken place in the month of October, like the final stop 2009. That was the only. Um, Final stop to take place in the month of September. This is the anomaly among the rules. So let's uh, play this. We'll be back in a short while on episode 19, series 6, KW Radio. Together we made it. We made it even though we had a backs of a castle 
a nigga survived the worst But my life is glorious Better know that I leave that be hurdle And I'm so victorious Take a look, I'm a symbol of greatness Not calling nigga Morpheus As for securing the win But they believe I'm so notorious You know that I've been by my bread Even though we rapping now We used to live on the strip Even though a nigga higher level trapping now I superseded every one of my little struggles in Failure has never ever been an option Trust. A nigga paper long like watch our traffic And I'm about to take a hood shop and get it Together we made it See we did it niggas We made it even though we had our backs up against the wall Come on Forever we waited And they told us we were never gonna get it But we took it on the road On the road Steadily just getting rejected And it seemed like nothing we could do Would ever get us respected At best we were stressed At the worst they probably said were pathetic Had all the pieces to that puzzle Just no way to connect it I was fighting through every rhyme Tightening up every line Never resting the question If I was out of my mind It finally came time to do it or let it die So we put the chips on the table And told them to let it ride Singing, yeah Together we made it Understand exactly what I'm building Shit that I can leave for my children Children Now on my wake up I smile To see how far I've come Fighting for sales on a strip To a gate to hustle from From nights in jail on a bench Using my muscle, son To counting money like Dre and Jimmy and Russell But now I live when I dream You see we finally did it Let's make a toast to the hustle Regardless how you get it Sing it Together we made it Here on KW Radio, it's episode 19, series 6, and uh, that was the theme for the second anniversary show. Um, we're still having some technical issues, so I do apologise if uh, you are unable to listen to us at this point in time. <coughs> what we're going to do is um, we're going to try and clean up the audio as best we can um, for when uh, it's uploaded to uh, 
Spreaker as a, uh, obviously as a podcast. We're live to tape, as it were, so it may be a, just be a case of splicing a couple of tapes together. So it's a it's a pain in the ass, but at the end of the day, it needs to be done. So uh, shifting gears, and um, just a quick reminder of the final stop, 2018 Day Two card. Um, We've got the British Rules match for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. It's Chaos Squares off against the challenge of Drayton Gray. International Championship is on the line. Oh, by the way, that is a British Rules match. The Undisputed title matchup. Six uh, five-minute rounds. Two falls, two submissions, one knockout to decide the winner. International Championship is on the line. Four-way contest as Tyson Snow squares off with three top challengers. The 2018 British-style tournament winner and former champion Kawhi Kid, who gets his rematch from Carpe Diem against Belial, who... Uh, had to vacate the international title on the road to British style due to injury. He gets his um, obligated rematch. And of course against Jimmy Suzuki who um, has certainly been diligent in earning his international title shot in the last few months. As a matter of fact Suzuki came with an eyelash of becoming undisputed champion at Carp ADM. But lost at the final hurdle to Chaos after 29 minutes. We've got two pick the poison matches as Miss Tigress squares off against DL Hicks at the behest of Big Ass Tiger. And at the behest of Miss Tigress, it's Tiger who squares off with Horsemeat, one half of the Kick Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. We've got a four minute matchup for the Kick Ass Wrestling Hardcore Championship as Party Time Pete uh, is challenged by the Dark Soul. However, if Pete wins or the bout reaches its uh, rather modest time limit of four minutes, the Hardcore Division. Is on a temporary moratorium until KAW 10, as per general manager Mr. Liam Stevens. Irish Assassin 3 takes on Psycho Yank in a special challenge matchup with a 15 minute time limit. Also, Xavier James, the other half of the Kick Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Champions, takes on Mr. Deadpool Travis Lee Allen. And finally, the Ultraman Challenge as the Cuban Pain the Arse, Cuban Peter, squares off with anyone willing to take him on. So. A very stacked, uh, to say the very least, a very stacked um, final stop 2018 part two will take place, will emanate from St. Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell on Saturday afternoon. Um, It's going to be a happening, uh, as the old expression goes. Um, I'm still having some issues with uh, some odds and sods, which um, I've just noticed. So what I'm going to do... Uh, now this is actually a pretty long track, so hopefully this will give an opportunity to uh, fix up the gremlins, as it were. So this is another anniversary show theme. It's something I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks. Just play the um, theme songs, the music behind the anniversary shows, as it were. Now this is a, a song which um, is a nice little link to my e-fedding days back when uh, you know. But uh, so on and off for over 15 years, I've been involved in the world of e-fedding and a big pay-per-view that we did in this e-fedding universe in about 2004-2005 this was the theme and I figured well it must be a really cool theme for you know this kind of fantasy wrestling um this was me back in 2011 by the way thinking this um it'd be a great anniversary show theme and it's um, it's um, an interesting theme, I'll say that. Uh, it's Puff Daddy versus Jim, uh, featuring Jimmy Page. It's Come With Me, and it's the theme for 
the third anniversary show, which, looking back at anniversary shows, is a very underrated show. Um, for many reasons. As a matter of fact, I might actually do um, some bonus episodes talking about the anniversary um, in some show fashion or form on the run-up to KAW10. Um, speaking of the bonus episodes, we've also dropped the latest one, which is title time number three, which takes a look at the half of what is the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship, the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, um, our first ever championship, instituted in 2008. Uh, we talk about the controversial champions that we've had, the controversial reigns, the uh, interesting developments that shape that championship as a symbol of excellence within uh, London Underground Wrestling until we retired it into the undisputed title in ja- January 2015. So let's uh, get this music on. We'll be back in a few short minutes while the Gremlins are ironed out for now uh, on episode 19 of series 6 of KW Radio. <laughs> Some women 
remember also on a side note the music video that i did the video package that i did to open up the third anniversary uh to the to the throes of that song i do and i'll be honest with you in an era when i'd only just learned to use um sony vegas that was the best thing ever and i'm pretty sure it's on the kw facebook group that's how much i liked it it it, no, it's not on there. I don't actually think it's... It may even be on the old KW. There's an old KW group that um, we... Uh, on Facebook that we got rid of. Well, we didn't get rid of it, but we stopped using it in 2012. Um, it, because there were... Long story short, there were some people who we wanted to... How's the best way to describe it? 
we want basically there were some people we blocked on there that we had gotten back into the good graces of long story short and um we decided to move the group uh in 2012 and i'm pretty sure that uh, see i'm drawing a fucking blank at the moment but it's only because it has been a long time and i'm just sort of now i've just pulled it up so um actually if you want to find like how KW was from like 2008 to 2012 on social media. This was the only constant of that whole time, and that was that 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 is facebook.com slash group slash kickass wrestling for life. Um, and there's some interesting shit on there as well because uh, you've got not only yeah you've got we've got it. I've just I've just seen it the third anniversary show. Um, video and oh christ about a billion episodes of the video wire which we did on an almost weekly basis it's the the video wire is weird because it's almost like a precursor to this this show to kw radio this was in the days when i didn't know uh, about places like spreaker and and the like and i'll be perfectly honest it was ah right so I, I realised what I did here. Uh, what I did was that this was the first time that I had actually done... Uh, this was the first time that I actually did uh, a sort of animation involving the card. Um, so, hang on. Let's see. Oh, yeah, that was it. I used the um, instrumental version of uh, Come With Me to preview the card. And... Yeah, taking a look at it, three theaters of warfare. Some of the some of the animations were were the best, but I did well with what I had at the time. Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. Um, if you remember, Nene South Sensation versus the Masked Avenger, that was due to take place at the anniversary. But uh, Avenger always had to per patrol the skies, and um, as a result, um, he couldn't make it. But one of the main features of the third anniversary was the Pain and Darkness doubleheader. So Rogue, Dakiao, Toitomi and Saul Taylor had broken up at this point in time. And Saul took on Dakiao in a non-sanctioned match. A matchup that, would have, that was billed so brutal we actually didn't uh, officially sanction the damn thing. So you get the idea. It was some interesting shit that happened. Um, and I don't think that's the music video, which is a pain that took us, but... I think what I I may not have put put it up on that group actually. So uh, I made a, a wrong. T I think I've made a left turn to nowhere, unfortunately, as far as that's concerned, which is a pity. But nonetheless, um, it's just interesting to note, like all the um, archive stuff on there. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, so I pulled up the KW channel on YouTube because I can um, and uh, oh, it's a pain in the ass when after it's a pain in the ass waiting for anything to load I mean that's why already this is over 50 minutes long and uh, I've done fuck all basically so um, so let's take a look because um I'm pretty sure 
As far as the uh, video is concerned, I had a preview of the third. Uh, I had a, the third anniversary video. Let's see. Let's take a look because uh, there's a fair few man of videos. Unfortunately, the only one I can find seems to be the third anniversary show itself, which I, did that rack up at two seventeen? Jesus Christ. I've just noticed that its runtime is 2 hours 17 minutes. Which does not. It doesn't even compute to me, if I'm perfectly honest. Um Oh, I've noticed I've got a I've got a copyright claim on at least a couple of videos. Um unsurprisingly, one of them is Wrestle Empire. But uh, with that with that kind of thing, you can always uh, find out what the culprit is. And touch wood, you actually are able to f uh, flush out the offending bit of music. It's ridiculous how YouTube has just got this hold on on that kind of thing. Um, yeah, third anniversary show. Uh, um, see, I'm trying to remember as well what the theme of the... Ah, here we go. Third anniversary show on YouTube as part of the KW Retro playlist, which I think is actually on the website, kickasswrestling.co.uk. That does not compute. It does, doesn't feel like that was 2 hours 15, but indeed, taking a look, it was. But um, taking a look at the opening video... Um, I basically have like clips that uh, are captioned. So on this day, September 28th, 2008, Kick-Ass Wrestling was born, Revolution Underground Wrestling, and all that stuff. Um, and then sort of mentioning the first anniversary. So you've got that awesome view of uh, DL Hicks giving Dakao Toitomia Ocean Cyclone Suplex at the KW Arena, and then the finish of the main event. Um... Then October 2nd, 2010, so clips from the second anniversary. Um, and it's just basically a, an, an oh yeah, there's some big, big, you know, the Gormanator sort of focus is, is focused a lot there. So you, of course, won the World Tag Team and World Heavyweight titles at the same time. Then we've got, like, some action of um, what was the, the um, entrance video at the time. So what we did was basically have a bunch of... Um, Action shots, so a lot of the rubber chicken on a chain match from You're Not Law 2011 focused uh, was focused in, in that entrance. And then the theme of the um, matches was All Roads Lead to the Day. So the first of these are like DL Hicks as the dominant world heavyweight champion. He was going into three theatres of warfare. He was facing Rogue, Dark Soul and Jack Slane. Slane couldn't make it due to a car wreck he had a couple of days before. But uh, we found an adequate replacement. So um, this is, like I said, an interesting, almost like a time capsule. Just looking at this opening video because this set the tone for the show. And I think we spent a good, yeah, we spent a good, good amount of time. And it's a, it's five, it's six minutes one second long. So um, again, it, it's interspersed with the video that. Uh, 
It was inter inter interspersed with the end start video that we had at the time. So I won't. I'll, I'll rewind and then at the end we had all roads lead to one event as a cap big giant caption. Um, and in Kickass Wrestling, all roads lead to one show. And I actually noticed I I didn't use the instrumental. I used the the song. Um, and then a show where legends are made, dreams made or broken, and surprises shock the KW universe to its foundation. So, you know, a lot of hyperbolics there. <laughs> and then basically, uh, just a caption that says, get ready for the granddaddy of British underground wrestling, which is how we build it from the start. And then it cut into the title, and I think we had a fade cut into KW House and the start of the opening match. So... You get the idea. It was a very cool um, sort of way to... Yeah, what was the best way to describe it? Um, a cool way to sort of establish the stories going into the show without too much bother. And that's what I wanted. But at the same time, I wanted something pretty cool to just um, start the show. Uh, and I did a similar thing a lot quicker for the KW5 show. Um, there's two versions of that. There's one where um, I actually have myself counting down from five um, as the title's roll. And then it cuts into the theme for that song and then the, 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 for that show and the preview of the matches and stuff like that. That's pretty much been the t how I've done the anniversary show uh, title cards pretty much up until last year but uh, bear in mind that last year um, there was uh, circumstances beyond my control unfortunately yeah so that's an interesting look at uh, anniversary show themes we've played two of them uh, sometimes it's, it's nice to go into those little tangents because like I said I was looking for Something I remember doing um, a British the British Dial Three music video, um, not music video, but preview video, um, and the the song I used was "Far From Over" by Frank Stallone, which was for many years, I think about four or five years, that was the opening theme for Starcade, which was WCW's version of WrestleMania. But this was pre WCW even. This was back in the days of Jim Crockett Promotions. So the first Starcade was nineteen eighty three. Jim Crockett Promotions was bought by uh Turner in nineteen eighty eight. So yeah, you get the idea. But you know, according to the WWE network it's still WCW Starcade eighty three or whatever the fuck. So yeah, I, I heard that and I thought that was a pretty cool song and you have me basically reading copy at like 50 words a minute. Um, no, 50 words a second. 50 words a minute. Not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about my arse. But 50 words a, a micro a second, it feels like. Just reading this copy of the, this preview just incredibly fast. And the irony is, half the card didn't even fucking happen. Because um, a lot of it involved the guys like the Gormanator, Saul Taylor, um... I think the only person who was brought in for lack of better expression at the time that made it to that show was Yoshihiro Tashidushi <laughs> because he'd just come back from Japan. As a matter of fact, Saul was back from Japan as well, but he suffered terrible jet lag um, and couldn't make the show. 
because um, that was his first trip to Japan. Not many people realise that him and Yoshihiro did a small tour in um, between April Duels and British Style in 2011. But uh, that was, I think, the first key in the door being opened for Saul um, homesteading in Japan for pretty much the rest of his career. Anyway, enough talking about KAW. I'm sure you'll want me to talk about KAW next week when I'm absolutely fucking tired because Hell Week begins next week. But in the meantime, this is what I did earlier, as it were. So uh, when I left you on the 16th, on the last last week on KW Radio, I was talking about Summer Sizzler 2018 at York Hall Bethnal Green, Ring of Honor, Honorary United London at the same venue, and then a sandwich with the filling of a Resgal show, and that was XWA, everything stops at 3 o'clock. Um, so, with uh, help from Cage Match and Hashtag Wrestling and the like, Let's take a butcher's at the quick at the results and see if I can remember anything because those weren't the only shows I went to. I also went to Frontline this past Tuesday, so yeah, I've been incredibly busy. So let's take a butcher's at Summer Sizzler. That was York Hall on the seventeenth of August. Um, for those wondering, uh, show number sixty-six on my journey this month or this year. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, opening contest saw Josh Bodum defeat Dan McGee in a really good grudge match. Two of them, um, the two of them have been actually quite surprisingly good. Um, and McGee, I think, is certainly a prospect for the future, no question about it. This this has been a star-making feud for him. The Great O'Khan defeated Shane Strickland. Uh, it was a bit plodding at times, but uh, I think the right result. If you ask me. Uh, Kushida defeated Adam Brooks. Again, a really good match. But I'll tell you what, that will pale in comparison compared to a potential match of the year candidate. As Aussie Open defeated um, OG CZK, Chris Brooks and Jonathan Gresham. Uh, And my fucking God, was this a tour de force in tag team wrestling? Holy fucking shit, it was good. Um... Titan defeated Soberano Jr. in a battle of luchadors, which was something completely... Di- it, it, it was something different, but not in a bad way. It was, um, I think, needed to... Uh, as something of a um, break from the norm, I suppose, for RevPro. It worked well, actually. Lance Archer defeated Jern Simmons in a f- decent big lads match. I liked it. My, not not everyone's kind of graps, but my mine nonetheless. I enjoyed it. Um, David Starr kept the Revolution Pro British Cruiserweight title over El Fantasmo. Again, a fantastic matchup this turned out to be. Um, I mean, you could argue that the star of the show in Red Pro at the moment is David Starr. But Fantasmo is just as good. And, you know has just as much of a connection with the fans of Red Pro as uh, as Star does. And finally, Tom Hiroishi defeated Volta in a bruising matchup to become the number one contender to Minoru Suzuki's British Heavyweight Championship. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to that battle in the future. Overall, decent show. Uh, wasn't completely sold out, which is a bit of a rarity for Red Pro, but uh, nonetheless a good house. 
and it, it set the tone for uh, the graps to come in the next um, few days. As a matter of fact, the next day, I ended up in Bethnal Green once again for uh, a little trip to Rasgau. XWA uh, uh, featuring uh, Prius and Eve. Everything stops at 3 o'clock. I think the bell time, though, was about 3.45, though, so inadvertently it uh, wasn't the case. Um, Now, considering they had a couple of um, absences, um, they did well um, as far as putting on a really good card. Um... So they opened up with Cara Noir beating Buffalo Soldier. Um, I felt this could have gone 10 minutes shorter, but nonetheless, it was fine for what it was. Um, Ray Presto defeated Sid Scala. Um, it was okay. Sid Scala is the business, pardon the pun, but not a fan of Ray Presto, if I'm honest with you. Um, and the whole magic gimmick. Not a fan. Um... In a brilliant tag match uh, with the XWA British title on the line, Cos Industries, Cos K and Malik defeated Rhea O'Reilly, the champion, and Greg Burridge. Uh, Malik pinned Rhea to become the, cha- the new XWA British heavyweight champion. Um, Jesus, this was good. Um, in another title matchup, actually, Mauro Chavez kept the London Lucha League World Championship over Alex Cupid. Um, and your main event, the only matchup apparently that ended up intact. So this was the Eve guest match, uh, which was the main event, and saw Charlie Morgan and Laura Di Matteo defeat Ginny and Nina Samuel. So you know you expected that to be a fucking good matchup. Uh, one thing I did note was apparently they were overrunning, and long story short I'm pretty sure I heard a time cue <laughs> I'm not saying who the guilty party was but I'm pretty sure that go home in five minutes was said um, and they got they got home in five minutes let's just say that reason being is because apparently Resgal had an evening booking that you know, that day so obviously the, the wrestling had to clear out as soon as possible so uh, yeah fun show well worth the 12.50 I spent um, I I I like the um, I like uh, Resgal quite a lot. I know some people it's not their cup of tea, but uh, screw them. They're missing out. Um, but yeah. Uh, moving on, Ring of Honor. We're at uh, York Hall. Uh, a little bit of a smaller house than even Red Pro, so. I would estimate about 750-800 people. It wasn't it wasn't packed by any stretch of the imagination. There is a really hilarious video though I I'm going to put up on the KAW Facebook group taking the piss out of uh, senior official Charon Parker which uh will actually give him a tickle actually. He's not that much he's not that stuck up that he'll actually moan about it. So there you fucking go. Really good um card actually to be fair. Um I enjoyed it, and if I enjoy it, so should you. Um, so it began with Jonathan Gresham defeating Joe Hendry, uh, Hangman Page defeating Flip Gordon and Kip Savian. Two solid opening matches there. Um, in the Women of Honor matchup, 
Kaylee Ray defeated Aisha Raymond. Christopher Daniels defeated Mark Briscoe, one half of the World Tag Team Champions by DQ. Um, then we had a non-title street fight. This RH World TV Champion Punishment Martinez beat Jimmy Havoc. Um, that was a fucking decent match too. Um, Marty Skull defeated Jay Briscoe. The other half of the World Tag Team Champions, in case you haven't figured it out. Um, the Young Bucks defeated Johnny Storm and Jody Fleisch in a fucking excellent matchup. And your main event saw Jay Lethal win over Mark Haskins to keep the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title. Um, yeah, this uh, it was a good show, but the crowd was not there. Two days removed, obviously, from Red Pro. Um... Some of the premium tickets at Ring of Honor have obviously are a little pricier than at Red Pro. And also the meet and greets put a lot of people off. I know uh, a lot of people got put off of um, the £40 asking price to meet the Young Bucks. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know some people who gladly would have um, just said shut up and take my money. But there you go. Okay, moving on. Uh to Frontline Wrestling. Um, and they present their second show. S-P-I-R-I-T. Spirit. Let's hear it. Uh, at Stratford Circus on Tuesday. And, a lot, and one thing off the bat. Is that Frontline. Sets itself aside from most promotions. For many reasons. Number one. it The presentation of it. Is amazingly good. And obviously you've got that team of young lions. Um as it were, they're always, you know, they're always in the corners and stuff like that, um, they always tend, you know, always like, and that that's something which um, you don't see here, obviously it's something that's in a, Jap- a Japanese influence, it works for me, personally, I like that kind of, uh, you know, because if you're going to style yourself, which they have as British Pure Rezu, you've got to be a tad authentic, if I'm perfectly honest, and that's exactly what we saw here. Um, also, I had to explain to uh, a couple of people the 20 count, obviously. It's common in Japan to have a 20 count. Um, so, uh, with the table set, let's take a look at the results. Joshua Jones versus Scotty Davis. Uh, Jones over Davis in the um, Young Lions match. Um, Mark Davis beat Adam Brooks. Uh, Sticks beat Niwa. Chris Ridgeway beat Chris Brooks. The residents, Ash Draven, Elijah, and Elke Mezinger beat Kelly Six and his two young lions, Nico Angelo and Scott Wainwright. Uh, women's tag match, B Priestley and Viper with Chardonnay representing Queen's Quest defeated Kaylee Ray and Zoe Lucas. And Mark Haskins became the first frontline heavyweight champion, defeating Rob Lynch in the tournament final. Um, Haskins aligned himself with Jimmy Havoc and Paul Robinson and their group now known as the Blacklist. Um, I think the premise being that, that, you know, they're the old guard. They were there before, you know, guys like Will Ospreay, for example, learned how to wipe their ass, that kind of thing. You can tell that they're like the, those grizzled old veterans who uh, obviously have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Um, and uh, I like it. I like it, if I'm honest with you. Um, and also something as well to note, I, I hope that that's the start of uh, fac- basically factional warfare like in in um, you know many many Japanese promotions tend to have the factional warfare thing and again I'm sh- pretty sure it's a uh, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sh- what's the word? I'm pretty sure it's a. Uh, oh, what's the word? There we go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh, a Japanese thing, but uh, I would lo- I'd love there to be like shit tons of factions in Frontline. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, but yeah, fantastic show. They've got the J1 League starting on November 13th, the next show. Um, they announced... Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. They announced six names for, out of 12 um, for that. Um, and... Yeah. It, it, this looks like my kind of graps quite frankly so um i will definitely be there next time okay moving on i'm gonna play some more music we'll get the fourth anniversary out of the way um this is the first half of uh, the double shot as it were the double a side of the music for the fourth anniversary because there was um two shows obviously it was a weekender but Instead of having the one show, uh, one theme for one show, uh, for two shows, excuse me, we had a show theme for each. Now, these were literally on the hopper, the day of the show, maybe. So the first one's 100 Mile High City by Ocean Colour Scene. I think what it was, I had watched Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels the day before uh, the fourth anniversary. And it's a pivotal song in that film. And here we go, back in a few minutes. Episode 1976 of KW Radio. Um, hopefully those gremlins won't attack once again. But uh, you never know. <laughs> Worst things have fucking happened. I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, we get through this in one piece and you'll be able to hear this as one great podcast in the two course. <laughs> Here's Ocean Colour Scene. <laughs> Say 
206 of KW Radio, Ocean Colour Scene, 100 Mile High City, and uh, well, this is where I have to probably bid you farewell for the time being. No, the reason being is because I might not survive to next week's KW Radio, and I'll explain why. Um, because it's coming up to what I like to call Hell Week. Now, very rarely in the annals of um, professional wrestling in this modern era have we seen how busy uh, a show schedule can get, either for wrestlers or for fans. Well, in this case, for me, David Lovell, uh, I'm going to seven shows in seven days, potentially. Um, and it fucking scares me down to my marrow in a weird way, but at the same time, it is thrilling as fuck. Um... I mean, to give you an idea, for a start, uh, it's, like I said, it's thrilling because, holy fucking shit, I'm doing all these shows. But at the same time, oops, I think I may have bitten off more than I can chew. Well, that'll all be put to the test, because... um, uh, on f- well, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, is sort of the um, warm-up, let's just say. Because uh, tomorrow I'm at Project W at uh, Resistance Gallery. Um, it's called Third Time Lucky's on their third show. Uh, they have got a fucking stacked card. Um, although they did have... Um, they did have uh, a bit of breaking news earlier this afternoon. Um... But uh, they've got a decent replacement. Let's just say that. Um, so, and they noticed. So, so seven hours ago, due to travel issues, Roy Knight and Ricky Knight Jr. couldn't make it. However, they. <laughs> however, one of the substitutes is Will Osprey, and he teams up with Greg Burridge, who is due to team up with Roy Knight against uh, the team Shah Samuels and Rob Lynch. So, to say the least, that's a bit of a sub. I think that's what what you would call a super sub. So, yeah. Um, that and the stack card. Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what's on there. Uh, oh, Christ. This is hard. <laughs> um, I mean, you got Paul Robinson versus Cassius. Uh... You've got Cost Industries versus um, Rocky Mack and his two mates from Ireland. I can never remember who. Hakan versus B. Priestley. Jody Fleisch versus Buffalo Soldier in a rematch. Um, from. Oh, what was the name of their show? Drawing a fucking blank. Uh, I didn't fall to the floor needing a hug. Or something like that. You get the idea. Stacked to the bejesus. So yeah, that's uh, Project W on Friday, tomorrow night. So uh, yeah, I could very well be dead come Saturday. (laughs) But I won't be. Uh, Saturday, I'm potentially taking the day off. Sunday, same token, but there is a possibility of a show. Uh, There's a couple of shows. There's um, RCWA running uh, at the Havering... Uh, at Haver, where where the fuck are, is it called? Um, oh, fuck's sake. Now, I blame Liam for this. But Liam Stevens likes 
has a hard on for RCWA and anything they ever do. So <laughs> we've got to do something, you know. Um, oh, what was it that they're? What is it they're doing Sunday and Monday? I could only do the Sunday because of Monday reasons. Oh, Jesus. I actually can't remember. Oh, where is it? Let's find it. RCWA fortunately have a Facebook page. <laughs> which I haven't exactly... Which I've done. Ah, here we go. Let me check. Here we go. Like I said, it takes about 10 years to... Ah, oh, here we go. They're at the Havering Show in Hor- at um, somewhere in Hornchurch, August 26th and 27th. There are other shows available, by the way. I'm taking a look, actually, at RWA schedule. They've got two shows at Chafford Sports Complex on, De- on October 28th and December 8th, um, which I might not even be able to make both of them at all, but who knows. Um... Anyway, they have announced some names, actually, for um, the Havering show. They've announced Harrison Bourne, who uh, is an absolutely amazing prospect. Um, They've announced Taylor Essex, who, you know, obviously I'm familiar with his work in Dropkicks. Um, And Too Sick, who, okay, they weren't my cup of tea when I saw them at Pro Wrestling Clash, but... I'll be honest, that's some inter- there's some interesting names. They've also announced guys like Maverick Mayhew, uh, Rob Sharp. Uh, they've announced Cos Industries. They've announced Ash Draven. They've announced Chuck Cyrus. Um, and they've announced the return of um, of the Law Lee Rogers as well. Um, uh, who is Liam Stevens' favourite um, big lad wrestler. So, uh, yeah, I see where Liam's, you know, you can see where Liam gets a hard on for, 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 for RCWA. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of ideas I've got in the hat for Sunday, but for Monday, I'm definitely at progress. Uh, and the reason being is that because, well, it's the go home show before Wembley, technically. Yes, they've got a big fuck-off Germany tour as well. Um, but let's not mess with semantics, please. Let's just... <laughs> Why do you want to mess with my semantics? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so the matches announced so far. They've announced four matches? Unless I've missed anything. I don't think I've missed anything, but four matches are... Are here. Um, so you've got an eight-woman tag team matchup, which is the House of Couture versus Team Tony. So if you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking about, the House of Couture is Ginny, the women's champion. It's Nina Samuels. It's Charlie Morgan and Chikara against Team Tony, which is Tony Storm, Candy Floss, Laura Di Matteo, and Millie McKenzie. That could be a fucking ace eight eight-woman tag. Two Thunderbastard series matches. Um, you've got Chris Brooks teaming with his new tag team partner, Timothy Thatcher. Obviously, uh, with Lycos's injury, uh, this that allows that's the loophole 
that allows Chris Brooks to remain in the uh, Thunderbastard series. They are squaring off with Aussie Open, and Grizzled Young Vets are taking on Mills and Mayhew. Uh, and finally, just announced recently, as a matter of fact, announced today, Jimmy Havoc and Will Ospreay in progress one more time. It ends here. Two out of three falls, no disqualification, and Paul Robinson as the referee. <laughs> this could be pretty fucking mental. Um, yeah, this could be pretty cool. But uh, that's uh, that's progress on Bank Holiday Monday. Then I've got three, count them, three fucking days of Fight Club Pro. Because I'm a fucking moron. Um, and the reason... Yeah, I'm, I'm a moron for more than one reason. But at the same time, I'm not. I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> Let me explain why. <laughs> right, because... Um, I mean... What's weird, actually, about this is that Fight Club Pro... You know, we've been hoping for ages that they return to London after Capital Cockknocker 2 which was the last show, the show they did last year at Bush Hall. We didn't expect to get three days. <laughs> but we do. Because we must, you know, because we're good folks. And it's a good excuse for me to um, do some weekday graps after work. Because Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm at work. So I'm coming from my shoot job in the city straight to Shepherd's Bush. And I feel I could die. I could potentially be dying. Um, so, taking a look, if I can find anything. Um, they've announced that the both nights of Project Mayhem on the 20th and 29th of September um, are going to be at Starworks. Uh, Project London, uh, pretty much... Most of your Fight Club Pro favourites. Um, and uh, also on that, uh, on uh, I think one of those shows as well. And also on the following show at Starworks, which I'm doing as well on 31st of August, is Daisuke Sekimoto. Um, so there's a little, there's your hook as it were. Um but I'm looking forward to three nights of Fight Club Pro in, in London and then heading up to Wolverhampton on the Friday. Um, and so you've got Project London and then the 8th Royal Fight Club at Starworks. So, yeah. I'm bricking it, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've got, still got to get my ticket for Southside in Stevenage at the Gordon Craig Theatre on September 1st. Um... Now, the hope is next week's KW Radio will be late Thursday night. So, because I have the, the Friday off to travel to Wolverhampton, I'll, obviously that gives me a little opportunity to, if, if need be, stay up a little late and just do like a late night edition of KW Radio, which would basically just be like, no, well, I'm not going to actually talk about the shows. What I'll do then, as a matter of fact, is on the following week's KW Radio, I'll talk about the shows. Um, mainly because what I'll probably do 
on next week's edition is just keep it relatively short and focus on the results for final stop night the final stop day two so there you go uh, Southside looks mental there's a six-way matchup for the speaking title uh, Rob Lynch defends the Southside heavyweight world heavyweight title I should add against Caleb Conley uh, got Joseph Conley's experience with leagues against GBH for the tag titles you've got MVP versus Blake you've got Bad Bones versus Mr. Ken Anderson You've got a women's tag match, Shax and Kaylee Ray versus Casey Owens and Zaya Brookside. Casey, of course, is the queen of Southside, and she's defending that belt against Kaylee Ray the next night in Sheffield. You've got the Rascals versus the Knights, and you've got Sean Custom versus Gabriel Kidd. Now, tell me something about Southside moaning about the f they can't get talent. Fuck that. They sure as shit can. So, yeah. There you go. Um, Southside, actually, quite interesting. That they are the 10th wrestling promotion I can think of <coughs> who, in 2018, are running the Resistance Gallery. And they're running it on the 28th of December. Which is <coughs> mental. Fucking 28th of December, right? So... Yeah, 20th of December, which is, what, three nights after Christmas at Rezgal. Uh And I'm taking a look at that. It's a Friday night. And Southside are doing a double header on the 29th and 30th. I think they're doing Sheffield on the 29th and St. Neots on the 30th. Because they're mental. Seriously. They are batshit fucking crazy. But, okay, yeah. They've got Jay Lethal on the card for uh, what they've called um, Lethal London. As a matter of fact, I think Lethal's doing um, all all the all, all three days of their tour. Um, but yeah, at Lethal London, the King of Smoke style, Bobby Guns, makes his Southside debut as well. So, yep. That will hook them hook, line, and sinker. And, uh, yeah. So, I think it's 10. Southside 1. Right, so, um, on a messenger group chat, we were having this debate as regards to the promotions and stuff, because, um, Okay, so do you count one-offs? So, for example, there's a promotion called Woodland Wrestling League in Resgal. So, that counts, I suppose? I guess so. It counts as one. Well, IWL have done one show there, so they count, so that's two. Um, Southside in December, that's, that's... Right, so Southside... Right. Do you, okay, should we start from the top? Should we start from, like, tenure and... Shows and uh, I don't know. How do you start? Okay, so you start with all right, Lucha Britannia one, London School of Lucha Libre or Triple L two, because you can count them as separate promotions rather than sibling promotions. Same token that you would allow Eve XWA and Shevolution to be counted as separate promotions. So that's five off the bat. Um, Woodland Wrestling League, as mentioned, I've done a show there. Six. IWL, I've done a show there. Seven. Super Fun Wrestling, I've done a show there. Eight. 
um, Project W are running tomorrow, 9, Southside are 10. We have a Shinkeeper First Ring of London, and it's called the Resistance Gallery. There you fucking go. <laughs> um, and to top off Hell Week is, chat, is number 32, uh, Live of the Cockpit. Or maybe I should mention that, Red Pro, Live of the Cockpit 32. There you fucking go. It's sold out, by the way. So if, you're, if you haven't got a ticket, you're a dick. Um, but it's part of Red Pro Week. Because Red Pro have got a fucking interesting schedule. They're running 1st of September in Leamington. Um, so they've got Cockpit. Uh, they have got TV tapings at York Hall on the 6th and 7th of September, I want to say. No, 5th and 6th of September, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday 7th of September, they're in Portsmouth for the Guildhall. And then on the 8th and 9th of September, they're up in Manchester for British J Cup, which is part of the uh, Wrestling Media Con. So, very busy. And just taking a look at Red Pro's Twitter. Like, the, uh, ma na the match announcements they've got. So, for example, British J Cup, first round matchup, El Phantasma versus Bandido, Kashida versus Chris Ridgeway. They've got Ring Camp versus CCK in non tournament action. Leamington, two unlimited versus Arrows of Hungary. Um, Curtis Chapman versus El Phantasmo. Will Ospreay versus Chris Ridgeway. They've announced Chris Ridgeway versus Zack Sabre Jr. For the, for the cockpit. Um,. It's, uh, it's, um, getting a little bit mental. Um, but they also have Juice Robinson as well on that uh, cockpit show as well. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, to say the least, it's busy for Repro. Oh, they've announced Kushida versus Curtis Chapman for Portsmouth. So, yeah. Rev Pro are surprisingly busy. Let's just say that. And uh, more power to them. But, yeah, it's fixing to be ridiculously busy. And I just hope to Christ I actually can get through this because... I mean, taking a look at the so taking a look at this. This uh, let me see. Yeah, here we go. Taking a look at this, right? So you've got the shows I've been to so far in August, uh, sixty-two through sixty-nine. So Repro Cockpit Thirty-One, Battle Pro Wrestling, Even She Evolution, Summer Sizzler, XWA, Ring of Honor, Frontline. So that's what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, then and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 more shows in August. And two more on top of that to cap off the Hell Week. In fucking credible. Un Unbe-fucking-leavable. I'll tell you what, by the time I get to the cockpit, I will be on my 77th show. The amount of shows I did last year was 79. I'm going to hit that easily by a week before September ends. 
So potentially it's BW, where I get to 69, uh, 79. It's fucking crazy. And like, and like I said, it's... And like I said, it's just... It is a bit mental, but... Uh, but yeah. Um, I mean, just taking a look... It's, it is mental. Just the pace of shows and stuff like that. So, I mean, at the moment... On shows just that I might speculatively get to, I'm currently, if I go to all the shows that I am thinking of doing, I'll still be on 98 shows. That's fucking insane. I mean, it's almost a given I think I'm going to be doing 100 shows this year. Because I've still, I mean, looking at my little document, my Word document of doom... Of all the 2018 wrestling I'm going to, I've still yet to add some shows. I've got on a couple of tickets, uh, one for a tax debut in uh, the Tufnell Park Dome on the 19th of September. Um, that might actually be show 79, actually, come to think of it. Um, Battle Pro's next show on October 5th. Anarchy Pro, I think I've got one for October 4th. Uh... Yeah, you get the fucking idea. It's mental. But it's a good kind of mental. And that's how I'm going to wrap up today's show. Because it has been mental. Um, And... Shall we go to plugs? I've got to do the whole fucking pantomime all-star fucking shall I thing. For no fucking reason or do I? I I don't know if I have to. But, uh, fuck it. I'll go to plugs anyway. Screw you guys. And we begin with our website, which is kickasswrestling.co.uk. Sign up required. And also, once you sign up, you can find all the good stuff, like online content, photos, and all our shows from 2016 onwards. It's a bit of an archive now at kickasswrestling.co.uk. On Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash kickasswrestlinguk. Personally, I am at Facebook at facebook.com slash thebossdavidlovell, L-U-V-E-A-L-L. Add me on there and I'll add you to the group. And the archive group, we found out, is at facebook.com slash group slash kickasswrestlingforlife. On Twitter, I am at uh, KWCommissioner, so that's twitter.com forward slash KWCommissioner. KW itself is at KW underscore underground. Uh, I'm kick-ass wrestling champion, of course, Chaos. He's at K- Real Chaos KOW, and the general manager, Liam Stevens, is at Stevens KW. On Instagram, instagram.com slash kickasswrestlinguk. That is instagram.com slash kickasswrestlinguk. I'm hoping to upload some more shit to that Instagram page uh, in due course, so keep posted. Keep your eyes peeled and all that shit um, for that. On um, the shop front, we are currently designing a KW10 t-shirt. But in the meantime, go to tinyurl.com forward slash kwschwag. That's tinyurl.com slash kwschwag. Powered by Zazzle.co.uk. Great. And we're back. <laughs> there you go. Right. Uh, because uh, next up, I've got to talk about KW Radio's archive, which is at tinyurl.com forward slash KW Radio. That's tinyurl.com slash KW Radio. 
Um, recently, we have dropped the latest bonus episode of KW Radio, bonus episode number 24. It's episode 3 of the title time strand, uh, where we talk about the history of the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship from its inception in November 2008, all the way to its, to its um, retirement in January 2015, become part of the undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. Uh, Mr. Danger, Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Famer, has plugs for days, of course, on this uh, show. Um, before we get there, 2017 show playlist can be found at tinyurl.com slash kwshows2017. We're working on the tiny URL 2018 shows. Do keep posted. Mr. Danger's plugs in the meanwhile. Uh, for his Facebook page of Channel Mike Productions, go to facebook.com slash channelmikeprod. Uh, on his YouTube channel, go to tinyurl.com slash channelmikeyt and Radio Lowestoft, his podcast, of course, which is on and off again at tinyurl.com forward slash channel mic prod. It's channel mic prod. Right, Hope not. I fucking did, didn't I? Did I just stutter? Jesus Christ. I... It. <laughs> Radio Lowestoff can be found at tinyurl.com slash channelmikepod, not channelmikeprod, which is face, his Facebook page, facebook.com slash channelmikeprod, which you can see the confusion. Our show closer this week on KW Radio is part two of the fourth anniversary show theme playlist, as it were, because there, was only, there were two themes, and it's something which I think I need going into Hell Week. Because if I don't have a lust for life, I could very well be dicing with death. Here's Iggy Pop to close us out on this edition of KW Radio, episode 19, series 6. I've been David Lovell. We've been recording this from KW House in Stepney, East London. And we'll talk to you some point next Thursday. Take care.